Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Transportation and Logistics Podcast, powered by Atlanta Dispatch and Humblebee Enterprises. Uh, very excited to be here with some spe- some very, very special guests. Um, OIDA, which stands for the Owner Operator Independent Drivers Association. And uh, before we begin, I just wanted to say welcome to 2023. This is my first podcast session of this year. I'm very excited. And, uh, you know, I, I did want to start with some encouraging words to just, you know, take action, everybody. If you have those goals, just take action to, to meet them, to smash them, seize the day, seize each day of 2023, demand more of yourself. And I promise you, if you if this becomes your norm, you know, the sky is the limit uh, or I guess the sky is just the beginning if you're if you're really going to go towards it but um yeah just 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 expect more from yourself this year um and i'm pretty sure you're going to be able to get what you're looking for and without further ado just want to say what's up colin what's up bryce how are you brothers doing i'm doing well (laughs) awesome 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 um so look do you guys actually ascribe to new year's resolutions and if so uh did you did you set any for 2023 uh I do not really know, but I did like what you kind of led with there. You know, we are, you know, not really resolutions, but we're expecting, um, you know, the big things for for us as an association, what we've been working on over the last few years here. So we're certainly excited, really excited about the new year. So not resolutions so much as it is we feel like a lot of things are are coming together and headed in the right direction and we've got some good stuff lined up. I love that. That's exactly how I feel. Uh, You're about to say something, Colin? I just was going to say I'm going to try to lose weight for like the 10th year in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, you can do it. You can do it. I'm I'm telling you. Look, uh, personal story. Um, So I just had I first I I just welcomed my very first child. Right. Oh, Um, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. You know, before I knew I wanted to do anything in this world, I knew I wanted to be a father. So to be a father now, I'm I'm just so excited. Um, But when we first found out that my wife was pregnant, all I did was eat baked goods because, you know, <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? And I gained so much belly fat, man. <laughs> it, it made no sense. It, all it took was my mother and my sisters poking at my belly for me to be like, you know what? I got to make some lifestyle changes. And, you know, that kind of, that kind of, uh, speared my decision to start running and man it's it's been one of the best things I ever added into my life um definitely add some discipline and some focus so if you when you decide that that's what you want to do brother I know that you know nothing's stopping you thank you I appreciate it. I'm more of a of a bike guy <laughs> oh okay nice 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 I love I'm, that I'm a little stationary <laughs> <laughs> No, that's what's up, brother. Um, so, okay, okay, okay. Well, I love it. I love it. Um, and look, uh, we're here tonight to talk about uh, the bill, the bill. I'm just going to leave it at the bill for right now. Um, but I know that I'm also not the only person that used to really, really love the Schoolhouse Rock song on how a bill becomes a law. I need to post that in the chat um just so people can click on that bad boy later i'm definitely going to post it in the podcast notes um but it has been a while for me and you know i used to like social studies so just 
to, you know, have a refresher for my constituents, the people that listen to the transportation and logistics podcast. Um, I did want to just give a quick overview of what we're talking about here. So a bill, you know, first there's an idea or some type of improvement that can be thought of uh, by an average everyday citizen or somebody that's already um, part of Congress. And, you know, it becomes a bill. The bill is then proposed, okay? And the bill is introduced by a member of the, of the U.S. House of Representatives into the House. And the bill goes to the respective committee, you know, whoever is going to be the subject matter experts on that particular area mm-hmm. after it's assigned a number uh, by the bill clerk, okay? The bill is reported which means it is approved by the committee to go to the House floor. Um, The bill is then debated in the House of Representatives until it is ready to be voted on. If that bad boy is successful, the bill is going to be sent over to the Senate. um, And the same exact thing is going to happen again. It's going to go through the committee. It's going to be debated on. It's going to go to the floor. And then the Senate will have an opportunity to vote to say, hey, yeah, we want to do this. Um, And if they agree, it's going to then go to the president's desk. The president has the ability to sign that bad boy, veto that bad boy or, you know, do a pocket veto. We don't really need to talk about that too much, though. And lastly, if it is signed by the president, uh, you know, the bill is now. Uh, government enforced law. So that is the process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you guys want to go listen to Schoolhouse Rock, it's three minutes of just pure entertainment. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing. I just listened to it before this, the start of this. My wife, and I turned it on and my wife started singing it. So that's how catchy this bad boy is. Um, but, you know, where are we now um, with the trucker? bathroom access act like where are we currently fellas go ahead yeah. Bryce. yeah i actually think it's and that's a really great way to present this and it's a really great time to be talking about this actually because we're actually so when we you know Jory, when we first started talking about this we were at that first you know, step or two um where and this is a great bill it's a great example where you have someone you know you have truckers who identify this issue and you know it's a relatively straightforward issue which is they're having trouble accessing restrooms when they're uh, picking up cargo or making deliveries. So in talking to their lawmakers and in talking to us who work for them in D.C., uh, you know, they, we found some uh, some lawmakers are like, hey, this is an idea that makes sense. Uh, so just uh, just a few weeks ago, we saw the introduction of the Trucker Bathroom Access Act. Um, I will say the caveat here, though, is that with the start of the new Congress, as I'm sure some people may have seen here the the house is trying to get itself in order um all legislation <laughs> needs to be reintroduced so really it, you know it's something that usually is taken for granted but the house starts over completely it starts with a clean slate the house has to elect its speaker then uh, uh, agree on a set of rules for governing itself over the coming two years and then after that is when you see bills introduced, committees formed, debate happen, and all the stuff that you just mentioned. So that stuff will come eventually, and it's usually what we take for granted. But where we're at the process now and what we expect to see soon is reintroduction of this legislation. So uh, because we have the new Congress, we'll need to have that bill 
reintroduced. But we're at the the beginning parts of that. Uh, and that's what we saw at the end of the last Congress was introduction as a bipartisan bill. Um, and it was referred to committee. And, you know, we've had some initial conversations there. So we're still in the uh, in the early stages on this. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank Just- you. My bad. Go ahead, Colin. Just touching on something uh, Bryce said in kind of the early stages of his response. You know, we're lobbyists here in Washington, D.C. We get a a bum rap all the time for for secret deals and working behind the scenes and and trying to avoid uh, attention and transparency. But it's a bum rap because if you look at this bill, I mean, the, the, the spark of this bill was truckers picking up the phone and telling us, Hey, we're we're delivering throughout a pandemic, and no one is providing us access to restrooms. It, it, it's absurd. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I don't think anyone's going to argue with the fact that uh, that type of condition is is absurd. But that's what led to this legislation. I mean, truckers mm-hmm. picking up the phone and letting us know what was going on, what they were experiencing on the ground, what their biggest difficulties and concerns were, and and we turn it around and make it legislation. Hopefully. Uh, we kind of have some wind in our sails on this one and we can get something done because from all indications that uh, our members provide, it's still a big problem for them. And, and we've got a lot of education to do on Capitol Hill to, to convince folks, to convince lawmakers that this actually is a problem that our members face on a daily basis. So uh, the work of truckers is not yet done. I mean, you sparked this. Uh, you got a, a bill introduced, but uh, we're going to need truckers to help push it through the committee and onto the House floor and over to the Senate and through the whole process that you kind of laid out when we began. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, I'm happy that you guys were able to bring clarity because to be honest, I was, I was thinking that this was already uh, a win, you know, leaving 2022 and it had Mm -hmm. already been brought up and there was so much energy behind it. You know, the fact that it has to start back over from zero is that's news to me. And, um, you know, I I think that's the reason why we're having this conversation to just bring more attention to it so that Mm -hmm. uh, people who who are who are actually affected by this bad boy, um, you know, they they have the information to to wield it as they will. Um, So um, thank you. Thank you for that update. That's clarifying information for me. do you feel like we have what we need to get this bad boy done, especially since it is bipartisan? I would. The fact it's bipartisan really helps us out. Uh, the fact, and shout out to the to the women who are listening right now. The fact that the organization Women in Trucking and a female representative came forward and said, "You know what? We're gonna we're gonna put all of our." All of our might behind this to try and get it done has has really been very very helpful for our efforts on capitol hill it, it kind of got us launched in 2022 and in 2023 uh, we're hoping to just continue with that momentum so shout out to the ladies for for really uh hammering home the effect this policy or this this lack of policy has on them and in, in their daily lives and it, it's it's difficult having to start from square one again but but if we're being honest, I mean, this bill, we only really got it off the ground a couple of weeks ago. We didn't really have enough time to, to really start the ball rolling. So we're kind of uh, just hitting restart a couple minutes into a movie because we're not paying attention.
Okay, I like the way you said that. That makes sense. <laughs> what, and one other, was the, one other thing too, I think to to mention, kind of like to help put things in perspective. You know, you're talking about the legislative process and how something gets signed into law. So the bill number on the the, the bathroom bill, the restroom bill, uh, it, when it was introduced, it was HR nine thousand five hundred and ninety two. So that means that was the nine thousand five hundred ninety second piece of legislation introduced. So. That kind of gives a sense of, you know, when you're talking about, like, where does this stand or, like, what are its chances of things like that? It's like there are just so many things that are brought before Congress and introduced every single, you know, every day, every year and every Congress. Uh, but to Colin's point, we do, you know, I think we do feel better about this than kind of like your average bill that you put out there because, you know, it, it, we're, we know we're on the right side of this issue. We know that we have bipartisan support from the get-go. And we, like Colin said, we have the support of women in, in trucking and, and uh, you know, women in the, the trucking industry. So um, just to kind of like put, a little, put it a little bit more in perspective, yes, we know, you know anyone who's introducing a bill, it's going to be an uphill climb. But I, I think we feel better about this one than, than, you, than, I, than you do on average just because of, you know, we know we're, we're in the right on this issue. Right, right, right. Was that uh, did that happen to be the president and CEO of Women in Trucking um, that made her voice uh, known and the support began that, you know, helped your cause? Uh, was that Miss Ellen? Yeah, you know, we we reached out to Ellen when we we thought we had uh, a sponsor for a bill in place. And she said, oh, this is a top priority for my members. Can we work together? And I mean, <laughs> we like hearing nothing more than another organization saying, hey, let's work together, because that doesn't necessarily happen a lot in trucking. Everyone has their own kind of parochial priorities and issues. And oftentimes it's more of a conflict than it is a joint effort. So having Ellen come out and say, yeah, I mean, I'm not only going to put our organization's name on this, I'm going to actively advocate for the passage of the bill with you. I mean, she's been participating in meetings with us uh, since the start. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really been it's really been great because, uh, I mean, Bryce is right. On face value, we think we, we have the, the right argument in here. I mean, truckers should be permitted to use restrooms when they're delivering or picking up cargo from a facility that provides restroom access to employees or customers. Uh, but but having Ellen with us, I, I think, gives people a little bit more perspective about the fact that uh, I think people kind of reactionarily think uh, most most truckers are, are men. They can take care of these issues on their own. And, and to, to Ellen's credit, I mean, she often talks about some of the uh, unique difficulties that women face with this issue. And I think that has that has really made our argument much stronger and much more powerful. So uh, we'll work with anyone willing to help us out on this issue. It's just great to have women in trucking there from the, the first step. Oh, I hear you. I love it too. I mean, to be honest, um, I, I, I had my very first uh, lady driver as a, someone who I was dispatching for um, back in 2018 and phenomenal driver, uh, great spirit. And, you know, she she did she dealt with a lot of things with Grace, never really heard her complain too much. But I believe if this was something um, if there was one thing I did hear her talk about, it might have been this. So would yeah. you say that this is something that was only brought to, um, you know, the limelight, the, the, the spotlight because of the pandemic? Or do you think it's been something that's been an issue um, for years, maybe even decades? 
I think it's it's probably been building over the years as detention time has become so excessive and, and, and so problematic. But I think the the pandemic just kind of worsened all conditions for drivers to some extent. And this was one where I think it just had gone a bit too far. And folks were folks were fully understanding that they were moving the freight that was keeping the country safe and healthy. And at the same time, their safety and their health uh, was being brushed aside because people didn't want to provide them access to these restroom facilities. So, yeah, I think the the pandemic shone some, some some more light on the issue and really kind of became a tipping point for us as an organization to say, uh, you know, we've got some champions on Capitol Hill. Maybe it's time we turn to them uh, and, and see if they're willing to introduce some legislation that would take care of this issue. And, and I mean, I'm going to keep going back to it. We really think when when the chips are laid down and everyone has made their case for or against this bill, we're always going to have the high road. I mean, it's I, I giggle. I shouldn't giggle because I know it's a real problem for folks. But but it, it's kind of frustrating for us to have to go into congressional offices and say, our members are being denied restroom access at facilities where they're picking up or, or delivering cargo. And and all, all we want from this bill is to provide them access to restrooms that customers and employees are granted. And and I, I'm hoping that folks think, wow, I had no idea this was such a problem for folks. And this seems like a really straightforward solution to it. And that gives us momentum on this bill. And right, I, right. I, think, I think, too, kind of one of the things we've seen is Colin touched on it and Joe, you mentioned it, but like, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, everything kind of shut down or at least a lot, so many facilities shut down. And while a lot have reopened, you know, I think, you know, this is, this is anecdotal or kind of what we're hearing, but I think maybe there's just a, you know, how you kind of see some of the, you know, the pandemic measures or what you want to call them left in place, you know? So is it facilities that restricted that access and then kind of just never move to restore it? Or maybe they put out, um, Porter Johns to try and, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, to social distance or whatever. And that's just kind of, they've continued those policies. So I think um, Colin's right that it's just kind of the pandemic has brought more of a light to it, although it's always been a problem and it's created the pandemic has created some new issues. Right. Would you fellas say that this is a, a truck driver issue or this is an American issue? You know, I, that's an in, that's a really good question because as as we we're kind of talking about this and how we we're talking how women in trucking got involved, um, you know, one of the things I think is interesting talking to the offices is I don't I don't know that I would say it's an you know American or general public issue, but uh, there's definitely a, a recognition that this is like a workplace issue and this is a you know I don't want it's kind of I don't want to say a labor issue, but it's kind of a you know it's a it sort of is, you know, when you're looking at, you know, the quality of the workplace, when there's always talk about how do we retain more drivers, it gets back to how can, uh, you know, what can Congress do to improve working conditions for drivers? So I think it's, there's definitely a recognition from lawmakers that this is a, you know, it's a, it's a workforce type issue. It's not just a trucking issue. So I think, um, you know, kind of tying it back to the bigger conversation about why, you know, why does Congress care about this or why do we think there's a shot with this? I think there's members who may want to support this because they, you know, it's a way of supporting American workers uh, as well as, you know, it's, it's supporting truckers, but it's part of their you know broader agenda for supporting the American workforce. 
Yeah, I'll go farther than Bryce. I'll say it is an American problem because if you think about it, truck driver is the most common occupation in what, 27 states? And it's probably second, third or fourth in all the rest. So there's there's a large portion of the country who is being restricted from accessing restrooms in their line of work at, at times when they're being forced to wait three, four, five, six hours to, to pick up cargo or, or deliver cargo. So I think, yeah, it is kind of an, an American problem because truckers are such a large portion of the American workforce. I think you don't have to be a champion of truckers to, to, to identify this as a problem and work with us to provide a solution because it's, I mean, it's good for everyone. I agree with both of you guys. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I do. I, I truly do because at the end of the day, um, how many of the luxuries or just the basic, you know, liberties would the American population be able to have if it was not for truck American. drivers moving the products every single day, you know, um, across America. So I, I agree with both. I see both points. I, I am, I was raised by a truck driver. So I do feel like I'm, I'm more in line with just just human decency of, you know, you, you giggled earlier, Colin, but I can understand why, because we're talking about someone who's providing a service for the world, for America, <laughs> and they're being denied the ability to use the restroom. Um, and yeah, so that it, it, it is a very straightforward thing to me. I do believe that um, OIDA and those who are pushing to get this passed has the uh, the high road um, on their side because I mean, what is what are the naysayers going to say? You know, we're just they're just trying yeah. to use the bathroom, brother. They're just trying to use the bathroom, and it, I mean, it is a bigger thing to me. I'm not I'm not quite sure about the infrastructure bill and how detailed it goes into driver parking and all those good things, but we did have. Um, a young lady who just mentioned that clean restrooms, safe showers, and the like shouldn't be so hard to access for truckers. And when you when you think about that, just at a base level, uh, whether the, the the driver, uh, the trucker is a, a man or a woman, you you it's still the same. You just want to yeah. have all those things there, and they shouldn't be so scarce. Um, so when they are as scarce as they are right now, uh, people who actually do have those facilities um, shouldn't be so tight-fisted, I feel. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. That was a rant. Did you guys have anything well, else to say? <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot of what the, the education we need to do for, for members of Congress and their staff, uh, I think it, it centers on kind of like put yourself in the trucker's shoes. Imagine working, uh, let's say, in the best case scenario, you work nine to five. And let's say through, throughout that nine to five window, uh, you're stuck in your seat for four hours waiting to be unloaded or, or waiting for your coworkers to help you with something and you're not permitted to use a restroom. I mean, they would find it unfathomable. So why is it okay that it applies to truckers and everyone just kind of accepts it? And when we introduce a bill like this, people say, Oh, well, well, first off, most people say, oh, we had no idea that was a problem. So we do have to educate lawmakers a lot on this issue because I think it's so shocking that they, they never really even considered it could be a condition that drivers are facing. Uh, but my second point is, is there's going to be people who oppose this. There, there's no doubt about it. I mean, 
uh, it's hard to find any legislation where someone doesn't oppose it. But like this one, uh, I'm, I'm sure folks in the retail industry, uh, the shippers and receivers you guys struggle with on a daily basis are not going to be interested in legislation that, that forces them to provide you access to restrooms. So we are going to have uh, opponents on this who are going to fight against our efforts to, to move this through the committee and onto the House floor and over in the Senate. So uh, we're going to need truckers to stand up for themselves on this issue as well. Agreed, agreed, agreed. You know, uh, I think that was just uh, my introduction into supply chain came in, a, I guess, a very nice environment, one in which uh, drivers were advocated for because the organization had, you know, some about six, seven hundred trucks. So uh, that's a, it's a whole gang of drivers. <laughs> um, and I felt as though the organization was very driver friendly, even when it was other drivers that, you know, in, uh, drivers from other organizations that had to make deliveries at our facilities. Um, so I guess my baseline, the thing that I was, um, you know, even I didn't have a baseline, but just from what I've seen, it does seem like it should just be a, a normal thing. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to beat a dead horse saying <laughs> the same thing. Uh, as far as the actual verbiage, have you guys been able to? Do you have an opinion on how the verbiage is written? Do you think that is solid, or you know, are there any? Uh, places where the language might be, uh, you know, something that you're apprehensive about? I, I think if we're being honest, it's probably a work in progress. Uh, we want to we get it out there. We want to raise awareness for it. We want to get a jump start on action. But uh, I think we know there's going to be some fine tuning of, of the, the language. And specifically, I mean, folks are wondering, well, how is this going to be enforced? And this has been quite a problem for us, quite a challenge. Uh, we're waiting for some more experienced folks to provide us their perspective so we can move forward with some sort of uh, possible enforcement mechanism. We want to keep it at DOT. That's kind of the, the neatest, cleanest way to do it. Uh, our concern is it might go over the Department of Labor, which creates new headaches on Capitol Hill for trying to get this bill uh, passed through committee and onto the House floor. But I think there will be some refinement that you'll see. The, the original text, if it passes as is, great. We think it's a good, a good approach. It's based on, on uh, legislation that had moved through the state of Washington uh, last year. It's a little bit different. Primarily, that was our building blocks for, for this federal approach. So is more eyes on it, more lawyers weighing in on it. So I think uh, we'll probably see some fine tuning before we have a finished product that could potentially be signed into law. But uh, that's just part of the process, and it's getting a bill introduced in 2023. Bryce, I know you had something what to, say, to go for. <laughs> yeah, no, and I was just going to add to uh, um, you know, part of the reason for putting this out there is to uh, get feedback from anyone who might have concerns sure. about this too. You know. Um, like we've kind of talked or Colin has talked about, we know there's going to be at some point some opposition, whether it's public, private, vocal or not. But, you know, if there's a way that, you know, maybe there is some sort of agreement or some sort of concerns of uh, that, that could be addressed by tweaking some of the language. So uh, it yeah. is, you know, we feel, you know, we feel good about the language, but we also know that this is an issue where, again, it's the first time it's being introduced. 
Um, so we're, people are going to have some feedback on it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And, you know, when it comes down to it, um, people who are learning about this process right now, how do, you know, when they have their opinions or maybe their suggestions or all those kind of good things, how are they able to, uh, you know, share those opinions with the, the people that matter? Like, who should they be speaking to? If someone's listening to your voice right now and they feel very strongly and maybe they have uh, the best idea ever that can, you know, totally make this thing, uh, you know, everybody would have to actually uh, support it. How could they get that information out to the people? I would say the best pro approach is probably the most simplistic, and it's pick up your phone and, and call your representative in Washington. We're going to have a House bill relatively soon, so the action right now is, is primarily in the House. Uh, the best way to, to, to help the effort uh, is to reach out to the folks you sent to Washington to, to vote on these bills and to pass these laws. So uh, I would say that's your first step. And then continuing to do what you're doing. I mean, talking within the, the driver community and making sure folks are aware of the problem in case it, it may not be affecting them currently and, and, and what the potential solutions are, this, this legislation and keep the, keep the buzz growing and keep it focused on action, keep it focused on everyone reaching out to their lawmakers and saying, hey, you got to support this for us. It's a real challenge that we're facing. This is a solid solution to, to solving the problem. Uh, let's see some action. Bryce, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think one other thing, just, you know, I know we usually put a plug in for, uh, you know, our advocacy work. Uh, our advocacy website is fightingfortruckers.com. Uh, and we send out action alerts and updates on this uh, on this bill and any other issues that we're working on. So um, that's a good way because through that website, you can contact your member uh, of Congress, your mm -hmm. uh, your representative and your two senators. So, uh, you know, you can stay up to date. You can know when the bill is being introduced. And, you know, that's always a good time to, to reach out with with feedback as well. Perfect. Perfect. Well, yeah, I'm always going to do what I can do. Um, to use the, utilize this platform to, to share the information. And I also want to give a shout out to um, some of the other uh, folks that are doing, letting their voice, uh, you know, kind of just speak for itself. Uh, we have Chris Jolly, uh, that brother, I think he was even kept keeping a, a tally, a day count of, you know, how long it's been since drivers have been able uh, to use restrooms or something of that nature. Basically he was letting his, he was, he was using his, his platform. Uh, we also have Larry uh, Cothran. Uh, I interviewed him last week. He's uh, definitely one of America's funniest uh, truck drivers. <laughs> you know, so I really enjoyed talking to that brother. Um, but he's also utilizing his platform um, to, to share that information of his experiences when he's at a shipper or a receiver and is being refused the ability to use the restroom so um you know this is this is everybody's issue uh, to me truck drivers are superheroes and it's it's not saying that they're fast as lightning or can you know pick up a, a huge boulder and throw it or anything like that but you know the sacrifices that truck drivers make are are just endless and that right there to me deserves all the recognition um that there could ever be um, so with that, yeah, I'm just, I'm just very grateful, um, that you guys have 
been able to do the legwork to get this bad boy where it is. Um, is there anything special or anything that you would like to mention about the individuals that did um, bring it to the house? Like, did they yeah. have any personal uh, connections to this bad boy or what? I mean, I think so. Uh, Colin alluded to this earlier, but uh, we've had we had um, uh, one of our members who was in contact with Congressman Troy Nels uh, about this uh, about this issue and a host of other issues. So, um, really, w- when we presented this issue to to his office, this was something they were very interested in. So, um, a, a lot of this w- was able to. Uh, happened just because of the relationship that you know one of our members uh, had built with that with that lawmaker. So uh, it is about that relationship building and having those connections. Um, so that, that was a big part of it. And I think too, um, uh, Congresswoman uh, Chrissy Houlihan from Pennsylvania, uh, I, their office was very interested in this from uh, from the workforce perspective. Um, and how to help, especially as we've talked about a little bit, how to help women who are looking to get into the trucking industry or who are already in the trucking industry. So um, they they were def- both officers were very interested in this. And I was, you know, usually <laughs> Colin and I have joked about this a little bit. Usually we're in the position of like trying to figure out how do we get people on board? We know we're going to have people who are fighting against us on our priorities. You know, how do we combat that? This is one of those issues where we talk to, you know, these two offices and even some other offices where they're like, this is a great idea. Well, we, we're pretty interested. We'll get back to you soon on this. And we've had a lot of interest. So uh, it, it is one of those inter- it is an issue where it actually does seem to resonate with lawmakers. Yeah. And I mean, some a, a glimpse behind the scenes of what lobbyists do. I mean, uh, the Nell's office came to us after speaking to our member and said, hey, we, we really want to help you out on this issue. It seems like a no-brainer. And we said, uh, yeah, we'll do it even though your boss is a former sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll find champions in every, every corner of the political spectrum. But, uh, and Mr. Nels has been, has been a great champion for us on this one. Very aggressive, very determined to get something done because he thinks it genuinely will help folks back home. And, and I applaud him for that. And, and, and Representative Houlihan, I mean, uh, we were talking to her staff about something unrelated and they said, well, what else is on your mind? And we said, well, we've got this, this proposal involving restroom access and the women in trucking are, are, are on board. And, and I think that piqued their interest. And they said, oh, well, well, tell us a little bit more. And once we explained the issue, it was a no brainer for them as well. So uh, I think it's important to remember that we might not get everyone on every bill we want them to co-sponsor, but having these conversations and talking to folks on a daily basis here in Washington, D.C. about the issues that truckers are facing generates interest in other areas. And this is a good example of where Houlihan's office uh, may not have been willing to help us out on something, but but having this conversation with them uh, led them to another area where their boss was ready to stand up and fight for truckers. And we think that's great. And that's, that's what, that's what we do here in Washington. And sometimes like this issue, it it works out pretty well for us, but our work isn't done. And we're really proud of the fact that we have bipartisan co-sponsors that we have, we have a female co-sponsor, but we want to keep momentum going. We want to build more support, more bipartisan support in the house for this. And ultimately we want to have a Senate, Senate bill 
uh, to play off this one as a companion. We want to have the same legislation introduced in the House, and I'm not going to reveal too much, but we've already started having conversations with senators about potentially introducing this bill over in the upper chamber as well. So uh, that would be that would be really great for momentum to have the bill introduced in both chambers in a bipartisan manner, which is our goal. So uh, I think these conversations are still early, but uh, we're getting hopeful about a bill. And I, I know if there are many ways this can be derailed and there's many um, opponents that will come out of the woodwork, but I think we've got, we've got the wind in our sails in this one. And I continue to say it. I mean, when you make the argument, no one, no one's going to say no, truckers should not have access to restrooms at facilities where they're delivering. So uh, we feel good about it. Good, good, good. You know, I, I am happy to have you guys uh, on the podcast for now the third time because yeah. to be honest with you, my experience with lobbyists before this was watching Scandal and House of Cards. <laughs> I didn't know, brother. I didn't know about lobbyists. <laughs> but I, I do like what I'm hearing. Uh, I think that the the energy is good. The intentions are definitely to support, um, you know, again, those superheroes. Um, and I appreciate it. Yeah, 100%. And Yo, Bryce, you mentioned something, brother. You said that it was due to a relationship that one of the members of OIDA already had with that office that kind of gave you the shoe in. Was that member, is that like a, was that a truck driver? Yeah, uh, it's a, uh, a fleet owner, um, a fleet owner who's uh, one of our board members, actually. So okay. uh, kind of what. What he does, I mean, he, Don't he get is a, uh, he's a trucker. I mean, he, he looks, well, he is. Oh, and talks sure, yeah. he trucked for a number of years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but just to kind of give an idea of, you know, how engaged he is on these issues, you know, he makes sure to share, uh, the landline magazine, uh, you know, it is, uh, print publication, uh, with his lawmakers, highlighting stories, keeping them up to date. So, I mean, he is uh, about as great of an advocate as you could ask for, but it, it's not anything, uh, you know, any, uh, anyone can do that. You know, anyone can just drop an update with their lawmaker to say, hey, you know, here's this kind of thing that's going on uh, in the industry, or especially if there's a, a local story that's come up, um, you know, just sharing that and just flagging it to say, hey, this is what we're, this is what we're dealing with. So it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not anything uh, difficult or rocket science. Certainly, it takes a little bit of time, but it, it's nothing uh, nothing that needs to be too complicated or difficult. Yeah, one of my biggest problems with truckers, if I'm being totally honest, is that uh, for for all of their confidence and at times aggression on some issues. Uh, they get intimidated by the legislative process and the political world, and, and it causes them to kind of disengage. And we need the exact opposite. And I always remind truckers, you guys are the experts on these issues, and lawmakers rely on experts to develop policy that affects your lives. So don't don't wither and, and, and assume political or legislative process to be. You are the subject matter expert. You know better than any lawmaker on the Hill, I can guarantee it. Uh, it, it I mean, I think there's only a handful who could even uh, keep a conversation going about trucking policy, if I'm being honest. So they're going to rely on folks back home, the people they represent.
trucking expert, share that expertise, share that understanding and that knowledge with your lawmakers because it leads to outcomes like this. It leads to legislation that benefits the entire trucking community being introduced in the U.S. House of Representatives and potentially the U.S. Senate in another month or two. So don't ever shy away from these conversations simply because you're intimidated by by the legislative process and what goes on in Washington because uh, you really can make a, make a difference. I mean, we're talking about a single OIDA member who happened to pick up the phone and, and talk staffer in a congressional office. And now we are talking about a bill that we think has a great opportunity to advance in the House. Uh, it, it, that's as simple as it is. And, and we could use, we could certainly use the support because, like I said, there are hundreds of thousands of drivers out there. If they were all picking up the phone and calling their legislative offices, uh, we'd have a lot of results. I mean, it would make our lives easy, if I'm being honest, which would be nice. But <laughs> what would be nicer is actually uh, producing results for truckers that affect their their daily lives, improves their safety. Uh, this is a good example of how it's done. All right, right, right. Well, you know, I think that's beautiful, man. That when When you said that, when Bryce said that it was a member that, um, you know, was the catalyst behind this, or at least the, the very beginning step, I, I wanted to know what they were doing and what their position was. And, you know, because I, I wanted people to be able to understand that anybody can do it. Yeah. Anybody could have been that person that just picked up the phone. Uh, and, you know, maybe it was more than one phone call, but eventually established a relationship that, you know, could lead to something bigger, bigger than they ever could have imagined in the first place. You don't have to be a billionaire to get the attention of yep. a lawmaker. Uh, you just have to be yourself and have uh, something that you think is a good idea. Maybe you have the passion to see it done. But um, just again, from the very get go of this conversation, the whole thing has been about taking action, seizing the day every single day. And if that's what you needed to hear that would uh, inspire you to do that, um, listener, I'm just going to say, well, take it, <laughs> take heed to it, take heed to it, because sometimes we get inspiration in some, uh, you know, some odd ways. And if this is it, perfect. Um, and you don't, if I may real quickly, you don't even need to be, uh, have share their political ideology. You don't even need to like these lawmakers. Don't forget that they work for you. They're sent here to work for you. So pick up the phone and, and let them know what they should be doing to help you out because that's, it's, it's quite literally their job. Uh, but again, you don't, if they're a Democrat and you're a Republican or better, you're still a here to represent you. So pick up the phone, give them a call. Start slow because, like I said, they don't know much about trucking, but this is an easy one that, that you should be able to. A light going on in their head. Gotcha. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's, I'm not going to lie to you. I think that might be everything that I had on it. If, if you guys didn't mind, I did want to segue just a bit. Um, sure. You know, uh, Colin, you said something very interesting about truck drivers being the subject matter experts and these policymakers not really understanding the ins and outs so they don't understand what really needs to be said or put into the the policy um, so that it you know it, it is good or you know they don't they don't know these things um, mm -hmm. when it comes to this infrastructure bill you know I, and I know like I said this is off topic so you know you're not prepared for this 
is there is there a committee or a way in which truck drivers can talk about these the, the driver parking and just like the young lady said um clean restrooms and showers and uh you know are they taking into account truck drivers and their user experience to help develop these things yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, they will even more if more people are active. I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse now, but it's it's the truth. And I mean, Bryce and I both worked for a member of Congress for a number of years, and we know uh, from our work that if a constituent comes forward and says, "Hey, I'm I've I'm an expert on trucking. I've been trucking for 20 years. I've been trucking for 10 years. I've been trucking for five years. Uh, I can provide you any sort of." perspective you need on trucking matters. Well, then when trucking policy comes across their desk, someone wants them to, to co-sponsor a bill on restroom access, they're probably going to pick up the phone or send an email to you and say, hey, what do you think about this? What is the impact on drivers going to be? That happens all the time. It needs to happen more because that's really how you get things moving and how you get good policy developed that actually benefits truckers. And unfortunately, I mean, Bryce and I encounter this every day here in Washington, not everyone who is is advocating on trucking policy is doing so with truckers at their heart, with, with truckers as their core mission. Uh, that's where OIDA kind of stands out. We're the ones who are fighting for the men and women who make their living behind the wheel. Not everyone in our industry is doing that. So <laughs> I'm kind of tooting our own horn here, but uh, if you're going to get active, uh, get active on some of the policies and the proposals we've put forward because the core of those proposals and those policies is the driver and improving the career for driver, improving compensations for drivers, improving safety for drivers. So that's my two cents. Bryce, what do you got? No, I, I think that, uh, I mean, I think that covers it pretty well. It's again, just, it's not too, you know, don't, I, I sounds, I, I feel a little silly saying this, but you know, but just don't be afraid to pick up the phone and talk to lawmakers again. Cause yeah. uh, you know, you're the experts on this and they should be uh, thankful to hear from you, frankly. Yeah. Gotcha. And gotcha. Gotcha. Honesty. Always be honest. It, it, it's the best approach. It's the approach we try to use every day. Well, not try. We do use every day here in Washington. Even if you feel like you're upsetting one, you got to be honest with them because uh, that's how things get done. I mean, they're 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 gonna find out sooner or later if you're not being honest, and then you're not a reliable resource for them. So just be frank, be honest, be polite, but <laughs> but don't uh, don't mince words. I mean, let them know, let them know what's really going on, what you're really facing out there, and that's how you build a, a relationship that leads to things like bills getting introduced and and policies advancing through Congress. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so look, fellas. So. We did have a question as far as how can we get your information? Um, look, I know that you guys are OIDA. So do you, is there a way that you would tell uh, truckers and other advocates to uh, find you guys um, that maybe you can, you can list right now? Yeah, I would go back to what Bryce said earlier, fightingfortruckers.com. That's kind of your one-stop shop for all of our issues. And we give you every opportunity to, to quickly and easily reach out to your lawmakers with a call or an email. Uh, it, it's, it's really kind of a, a clearinghouse for everything we talk about uh, here in Washington, D.C. Other than that, I mean, follow us on social media. Uh, look for us on, 
on Twitter, on Facebook, or even on Instagram, I think nowadays. So uh, yeah, you can, you can follow us that way. Uh, Landline Magazine is a great resource. I think they're probably the best resource in trucking for, for information, for timely information. Uh, I, I would encourage folks to, to join OIDA because it, I think it comes with a subscription to Landline. So <laughs> you'll, you'll be receiving all the news you need. But also um, keep inviting us back here. We'll continue to come back and talk about all these issues and keep the conversation churning because uh, we know the more people are educated and more aware they are of what we're doing in Washington, uh, the more likely they are to, to pick up the phone and, and really help us out by, by advocating for their own interests. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, perfect. Perfect. Um, look, fellas, I just want to say thank you again for your time. I'm definitely going to, I love this saga that we got going on, you know, <laughs> You guys are keeping me updated on uh, what's happening in the industry, um, what I need to keep my attention on and what's what's coming down the pipeline um, so that I can, you know, educate myself even further and be an advocate when it's something that I I wholeheartedly believe. Um, So thank you, fellas, again, for always accepting the invite. And, um, you know, if there's anything I can do for you guys in the future, uh, please just holler at me. Um, but next week, I'm excited. We're going to be talking more about truckers and just how special they are. Uh, we're going to be bringing on, I believe, the CEO of, hmm, what's this company? I'll, I'll just talk about it next week. <laughs> but what they are doing, which is different from every other uh, organization that supports the broker side of things is they are they're giving incentives and instead of you know giving the stick to the drivers they're 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 leading with the carrot so driver rewards um so i'm excited to highlight that just to hear more about what that uh incentive program looks like um but if you guys again if you need anything from me just let me know uh but colin bryce you guys have a blessed week and happy new year to you Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thank you. Anytime.